Good morning, everybody. And uh, this morning we are going to sing in the middle of the storm as that, uh, as that song. That's, uh, that's why we're here. Uh, if you're new with us, wow, uh, totally glad uh, that you're here. My name's Alan. We, 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 uh, we do a journal. We did one last fall, and then we're doing one here this spring. It's, a, it's an 18-week journal that allows you to connect with the Sunday morning, and then there's a daily reading, et cetera, for this, and we, we walk through these journals. Today is page 75 in the journal, Receiving Grace. I'm very excited about that. But I've decided to set that aside for today. We're going to take a break from the journal week. I hope that doesn't mess you all up. Because this has been an unprecedented week. And so instead of just kind of setting that aside and moving on to something else, let's talk about this week. Let's talk about the reality. This is a week like none I've ever seen before. None of of, we have never seen before, this week of school closings and border closings and, and flights being canceled and, and countries uh, closing off. And, and for me, it all came down, I, I realized how big of a deal this was on Wednesday night when the National Hockey League <laughs> delayed the season. That's when I realized this is a big deal. I've never, ever seen anything like this. So... For those of you who have decided to come and join us today, so thankful that you are here. Uh, please do not shake hands in the lobby, uh, you know, with one another. We are not going to, I'm not going to, you know, shake hands with you. We're going to be safe. We're going to continue to clean uh, places here. We want this to be safe for you and your family. We love you. We care about you. We want to sing in the middle of the storm, and we want to be wise and careful with all of that. And for those of you who are joining us online, and this week there may be more than we ever have before. So thankful that you are with us. So thankful that we have the technology to be able to do this, to interact with you. Everybody say hi to those online. Hi. Awesome. So glad, so thankful that, uh, that, that you are here. Just so you know, our plan going forward is, uh, our plan at this point is to meet once again next Sunday in the same way. We'll do two services and we will have the online ready to go. That's our plan right now. But what we've learned this week, things change daily, things change hourly. And so we will continue to keep, uh, keep up to speed with that. And uh, we will continue to pray through that and gather as a leadership and as the board, et cetera. And if we choose to make a plan, uh, change the plan with that, we'll let you know. Please go to our website or to Facebook or Instagram and we will do our best to keep everything informed on that. Check it before you come next Sunday. The plan right now is two services again next Sunday, but we'll see what happens, all right? Again, very glad that you are here and that you are virtually here. Let's, uh, let's pray uh, this morning. Father God, I am thankful for this group of men and women that we get to do this together, that we truly do cheer with this idea we are going to sing. We are going to sing. We are going to, we are going to continue to look to you. And God, I'm thankful we are here today, but I'm thankful most of all that you are here, God. You are with us. You are in our homes right now as we're watching. God, you, you, are, you are here. We welcome you. We need you. We want to hear from you today. We pray in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Well, you, you have heard lots of voices this week. We have heard lots of voices uh, uh, this week. And so the whole idea today is to focus on the voice of God. 
The whole idea of us coming here into this space is to focus on the voice of God. God is not surprised by this. He's not, he is not, uh, you know, shaking in his boots. God is, is not up on his throne saying, Gabriel, what's the deal with Corona? I thought it was a Mexican beer. What happened? God is not, God is not concerned about this. God, God, is, God wants us in these seasons of life to trust him. God is not surprised by this, okay? He is, he, we, this is, this, we want to hear the voice of God with this. That's what we're here to do. Uh, this week on Monday, uh, many of you know this, on Monday morning when the stock market opened up, six minutes into the opening of the stock, stock market, they shut it down. This hasn't happened uh, for decades, but they shut it down, and the whole thing, the, the, the whole thing went so crazy. Stocks started plummeting uh, on Monday morning of this week so fast that they had to shut the thing down. And it's, it actually wasn't a mistake. It wasn't like this problem that happened. It's something called a circuit breaker within the stock market system so that when things drop that fast, that rapidly, uh, that much, that there's a circuit breaker that kicks in and says, we've got to stop this. This is just going too crazy. We've got to, people just have to calm down, take a breather, and just, just stop selling. We just need, to, we just need to, to, to relax a little bit here. I think in light of this week and the craziness of this week, I think we need a, a spiritual circuit breaker. This week has been crazy with us just bouncing. What about, what about my job? What about this trip coming up? What about my kids and their education? There's just so many things just bouncing around. It's just crazy. Have you been to the grocery store? Have you been? It's just, it's like an apocalypse. It's like a zombie apocalypse with no zombies. Uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. What's, and people are, you know, my wife, I didn't go to the grocery store, but my wife went and she gave me a report, gave me pictures of, of, of the toilet paper aisle. Completely empty. People are, toilet paper is going to be the currency of, of our next generation. I'll give you four rolls for a car. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I don't understand it because the coronavirus is a respiratory infection. What, what's toilet paper going to do for you? But it's just, it's just, it's just mayhem. My, so my wife was there, and she said that a woman came up to her, a stranger didn't know the woman. She came up to her, kind of shaking, wide-eyed in the toilet paper aisle, and she had bleach in one hand, Ziploc bags, and napkins in the other, and came up to my wife, stranger, and said, "Do you think this will work? <laughs> For what? What are you, what are you cleaning with that? I, I mean, it's just, it is just, it is just." Crazy. So what I've asked the band to do is to stick around, and 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 um, DeAndre's going to come out and, and lead us in a 15-minute circuit breaker. This is this is things are just kind of going so crazy. We gather here in this space. We are watching here this morning to just have a break so that we can focus on the truth of who our God is, the hope of where our come where our hope comes from that we can worship, that we can sing. This is what worship is for. This is why we worship, so that in those storms, we can say, God, we are leaning on you. We are trusting in you. Our hope is in you. That's what we're doing. So let's do a 15-minute circuit breaker right now. Would you stand? We're gonna sing again. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest frame but 
all with one voice. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is seeking sand. All other ground is seeking sand. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground
sing it. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You believe that this morning? You're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down.
next verse. Let's sing it all together. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, 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 all the saints adore thee, casting down their golden crowns around their Just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know the Savior. And we know this Jesus, Jesus, God. Jesus, Jesus, how I how I proved him more and more. Jesus, Jesus, oh precious Jesus, oh for grace to trust him more.
I've learned to trust him just to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise just to know the Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. How great, how great thou art. Then sings my soul. him. I just feel that I need to remind you what I told you last summer. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7 that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but a sound mind. And maybe right now it's hard for you to get to the sound mind part, but God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power love to show his greatness and a sound mind and he's still on the throne and I told the worship team that this is the time for the church to be the church that we have to be the reflectors of his love because people run to the church in times of uncertainty and we have to really demonstrate that we love him and that we trust him and so God I pray that every word that we just saw that we would live it out this week and that as a church body we would love on those who are fearful and that we would stand upon your word and even when they can't sing simple songs like yes Jesus loves me and that he has the whole world in his hand God that maybe we would sing it over them and we thank you that we can worship you I pray that you would speak through Alan for the remainder of the time that we gather today and that you would be exalted God, I pray that the word of his mouth and the meditations of his hearts would be acceptable in your sight, God, and that he would speak the word our hearts long to hear. We do pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone says, amen. You can be seated. Would you do one, one more thing with me before I continue? Just, just take a deep breath. All right, just... Just, just reset a circuit breaker. Some of, us, some of us need that here today. I want to continue with just a few more minutes with what DeAndre just said. When we have a week like this, a week with so much uncertainty, a week with way more questions 
than answers, a week filled with concerns, legitimate concerns, a week of just things swirling all around. This is the time where God says, I want you to trust me. This is the time where these songs kick in. This is the time where, we, where God invites us to trust him. Because as DeAndre said, we, we, really, we really have two options when life looks like this. We have the option of fear and we have the option of faith. We have two options, fear and faith. And when, when we don't have faith, when persons don't have faith, then all we really have is fear. When things start to look like this, all we react with is fear. And then, and, and that kind of explains some of the craziness of our, of our world right now. It's just, there's just so much fear going on. Fear is, um, you know, as, as, as DeAndre says, you know, Paul writes to young Timothy, who's a young pastor, and he says, he says, God does not give you the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love and power and sound mind. Sound mind says, I will not start swirling with the hype of the media. Sound mind says, I, I will look at the facts, and I want to know what's going on, and I will do my research, and I will be aware, and I will make good decisions, but I won't get spun around. I will remain in sound mind. The facts, as I understand it, is that as of this morning, there are 3,000, a little over 3,000 cases in the United States of the virus. And that 60 people, as of this morning, have died. That is in a country of over 300 million people, in a country where uh, so far this year the, the regular flu has taken over 18,000 people's lives. And, and typically in a season takes about 80,000 people. Last year it took about 80,000 people. And so th those are some of the facts, some of the reality uh, going on. The sound mind understands that there will be a curve to this virus as they have as there has been with other uh, viruses like this. There will be a curve. And that, that the precaution and the wisdom from many of the, the uh, health care and the wisdom from uh, government and all of this is saying we want to flatten that curve. There will be a curve. People will die. There's nothing we can do to stop this overall curve from happening. What we want to do is flatten the curve. Spread the curve out so that, that, so that it doesn't have a large peak that devastates our healthcare system and so that people can't be taken care of. But if we flatten this curve out, spread it out, there's going to be a curve, but if we spread it out, then our healthcare system can take care of the most severe cases. That's, that's, that's the sound mind part that says that's what's going on. That's what we're looking at. That's what we're dealing with. Yes, there is something to be afraid of, but being afraid is different than living with the spirit of fear. It's okay to be afraid. You know, David, writer of most of the Psalms in the Old Testament, multiple times he says, he says, he writes in his Psalms, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. When I am afraid, not if, not, not, not you know, if I'm in a bad place and I'm going to be afraid. When I am afraid, I will trust in you. You know, the person you really want to be afraid of is the person who's not afraid of anything. I mean, that, that's, that's the real danger. It's okay to be afraid. But it's a different thing to live in the spirit of fear. We can all imagine the worst case scenario. We, we all, we've, we've gone there, we've, we've listened to people talk about it, the worst case scenario. We can imagine, what, what, what if I get infected? What if someone I love gets infected? 
What if this becomes our version of the 1918 flu that killed millions, tens of millions of people? What if the National Hockey League never re resumes the season? We, we can all kind of walk through those. But as you look at whatever your worst case scenario is or might be, what are the chances that our God, about whom we just sung, what are the chances that that God will be with you and will be faithful? Pretty high. I'd say right around 100%. There's a difference between being afraid and living in fear. When we have weeks like this, when life looks like this, we have two choices. It's fear or faith. In, in the reading here this week, for those of you who've been walking through the, the Bible reading plan as a part of our journal, this past week we read the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. It's a book that very much attaches the Old Testament story and the New Testament story. It's some refer to the book of Hebrews as the book of, of, of better things. And there's so much hope in, in the book of Hebrews. Chapter 11 of Hebrews is referred to as the faith chapter. And in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, the beginning of that chapter, uh, the writer begins, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Now, that is, a, that is the definition of faith. It's a fantastic definition. Please don't misunderstand this and think that that second part, assurance about what we do not see, is talking about the germs on the armrest next to you. Okay, that's, that's not what he's talking about here. This, I love the aggressiveness of the language here. This, faith is confidence. Faith is assurance. Faith is not just wishful thinking. Faith is, faith is, is, is an intangible thing. It is an, is an, is an, it's something we can't, we can't quantify, we can't grab, but it is something that is in here, and it is something that is in here. Faith is what gets us through these seasons of life. It's faith or fear, and faith is what allows us to cling to our God. Chapter 11 of uh, Hebrews continues on, and, and it's called the faith chapter, and it walks through heroes of the faith, people throughout the whole story who have, who have done incredibly well, just by faith, Abel, by faith, Enoch, by faith, Abraham, by faith, Isaac, by faith, Jacob, by faith, Joseph, by faith, Moses, by faith, et cetera, et cetera. And then at the end, he says, I can't even, I don't even have time to tell you all of these stories walking uh, uh, through the, all of this. Chapter 11, the faith chapter, just this is how people have lived that throughout the journey, throughout the whole story of God, there have been people who did not live by faith and, and gave in to fear. And there were people who lived by faith and advanced the kingdom throughout the whole story. So we talk about the seven parts of the story. Let me just quickly look at a few of the first parts of the story. In the foundation, the first half of the Old Testament, we have, uh, we have a story, we also often talk about King David and King Solomon, the second and third kings of Israel, but we rarely talk about the first king of Israel. It was a guy named Saul. We don't talk so much about King Saul, the first king of Israel, because this is a guy who gave in to fear. This is a guy who was, who was not celebrated because of his faithfulness. We get into the exile story, which is a series we looked at recently. This is king after king after king after king who were not faithful to the ways of God. We get into the Messiah part of the story, and Jesus, Jesus says, if you have faith, 
as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. In the New Testament, uh, second half of the New Testament is part of the revolution story. Paul is a writer of, of so much of the New Testament. And he repeatedly says, we are justified by faith. Not by what we do, not by our works. We are justified. We are made right. We are restored before our God because of faith. It is all about faith. There's just such this, it just drives throughout the whole story. And this kind of week, this kind of journey, this is what faith is for. This, this, is, what, this is when faith kicks in. This kind of week, this kind of part of life is when, is when faith kicks in. Faith is often, you know, pretty much dormant during the great times of life. It's there. We're thankful to God. We give God the, the, the glory and, you know, we're thankful. But in those great times of life, faith, we just don't have to dig into the well of faith because everything is fine. The birds are chirping. The sun is shining and all is fine. Faith is there. It's just not, it's just not, we don't have to cling to it like we do when life is really confusing, when life is, is really hard. That's when we need to to, to dig into the well of faith. And that's why we continue, the theme for this journal is grow. That's why we want to continue to grow. That's why we continue to gather. That's why we sing songs, folks, is to develop faith. So that, so that you can learn the songs and then sing them when you need them. So that those simple songs, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need you. My one defense, my righteousness, oh Lord, how I need you. Can you sing that song or some of these other songs? That's why, we, that's why we cling to how great thou art, so that in those moments, I don't care how good or bad of a singer you are. It's in those moments that your faith can just cling to, okay, this is the reminder, this is the truth, this is the faith part I'm going to cling to, not the fear part. This is why we read the Bible. This is why we memorize scripture so that we have access to it at whatever moment of life when we need faith. We need to cling to our faith. That's why we study scripture. It's why we have a three-year discipleship journey called One of the Twelve where people dig into this, not so that they can accumulate all of this knowledge, but so that faith can be grown, so that faith can be strong, so that in those difficult moments of life, the weeks like this past week, we have something to cling to. If you have faith, now is the time to use it. If whatever your journey has been, whatever it has been to, to building up and, and, and growing and reading and studying, and all, whatever that has been, it's not so that you can prove to others how knowledgeable you are. It's for moments like this. If you have faith, now is the time to use it. Now is the time to trust what God's word says. Now is the time to, to, to not, you know, wrestle and debate. Oh, I wonder what that, you know, the original Greek meaning of that word is. Now is the time to say, I need the truth of these words. Two chapters later, Hebrews chapter 11, two chapters later in chapter 13, as a part of this conclusion that the writer writes, in verse 5, he, he, he pulls a quote, a promise from God repeated throughout scripture, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. These are one of those, those parts of the story that we need to cling to. Never 
will I leave you? Never will I forsake you. This is faith. Fear says, what about my education? What, if I can't go to school, then I can't, I can't finish this year. I can't graduate in time so that I can get into the right college. Faith says, it's okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out what this looks like. Maybe this shifts our timing. Whatever, It's going to be okay. Fear says, what about my job? What, my company is not doing well, is having a hard time through this. My company may not survive. I may not have a job when this whole thing kind of settles down. Faith says, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Maybe this is a time of transition. Maybe God has something different for you. Fear says, what about my future? Well, I, the, I've watched the stock market this week, and my, and my plan for the future has taken a hit of 20% or whatever. That's my plan. I was counting on that. I need that. Faith says, it's going to be okay because it's not yours anyway. God is the one who provided that for you anyway. It's not yours anyway. We don't trust in that. We trust in the Lord. Fear says, what, what if I get infected? Faith says, worst case scenario, you get to leave this germ-ridden world and enter the glory of heaven. Fear says, what if someone I love gets infected? Someone who's, who's under my watch, under my care, and, and, and that's even, it's even worse sometimes to watch that happen rather than happening to you. Faith says, God will never leave you, never forsake you. Never will I leave you, God says. Never will I forsake you. If you have faith, now is the time to use it. Now is the time to dig into that well, to dig deep. When others around us are standing around with bleach and Ziploc bags and saying, well, will this work? Now is the time where we say, no, I, I have faith in a God who put us here in the first place, who knows what's going on and loves us. Before I close, I want to back up to one more section from the book of Hebrews in chapter 10. The writer says this, chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold unswervingly. I love the aggressive language of the writer here throughout the whole book. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Maybe this is an opportunity for us to be spurred on to good deeds. Fear finds a problem in every opportunity. Faith finds an opportunity in every problem. So faith looks at this and says, God, in what way can we do good needs in our community? In what way can we serve and help those who have to go to work and their kids aren't able to go to school? What can we do as a church to love them? What can we do about kids in our community who, who rely on subsidized lunches as a part of their journey? In what way can we as a church do good deeds and love our neighbors through this? Faith sees opportunity in every problem. Verse 25, 
not giving up meeting together as some of you are in the habit of doing, not talking about those of you who are meeting at home. Not, not, that's, not, that's not what this is about. That's, this is totally different, totally talking about something absolutely different. Again, so glad that we're able to do this, and I look forward to us doing it in person, you know, again soon. But encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. The day is approaching. I'm not a doomsday preacher, but the day is approaching. There will be a day when everything is going to change. We are in exile. This is a temporary home for us. There is a day when, when God is going to just flip the whole thing upside down. The fearful say, I'm not ready. The faithful say, bring it on. This week is going to be another difficult week. There are going to be more announcements and, 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 and the curve is going to continue to climb up the curve. It's going to be another difficult, changing week, absolutely. And we have two options, fear and faith. If you have faith, now is the time to use it. Let me pray for you and then we'll head out here today. Father God, I thank you for all who've gathered here today. And I know, I know it's a, it's a risk for us to do this, for us as a church to choose to do this, to give the option of us gathering here. I pray that you would protect every person in this room. I pray that you would protect this building. I pray that any that, that there's no place for any germs here in this place because we gather to just connect with you and be reminded of your goodness. God, would you protect this place, protect everyone here in this room. God, I pray for those who are, who are participating online. God, I pray that right now as they gather with their families or friends or whatever, that, that they, would, they would just reach out and say, we are together. We are doing this together. We love each other. We love you. God, I pray that you would give us tremendous faith this upcoming week. You would protect us from the spirit of fear. We would not shut down. We would not hide. But we would trust you and live out our lives and seek the good deeds that you want us to do in the midst of this. We pray in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.